podcast devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Well, thank you for tuning in. Our passage for today comes from the book of Daniel, chapter 1, and we're going to start reading in verse 8. Daniel 1.8. But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who assigned your food and your drink. For why should he see that you were in worse condition than the youths who are of your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king. Then Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you, and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter, and tested them for ten days. And at the end of ten days it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. Now, I remember hearing this story in children's church, you know, well over 20 years ago now. And my takeaway from this story was always then, that's why you should eat your vegetables. Because you'll be stronger and healthier than if you eat meat or junk food or whatever. Well, I've been slowly, more slowly than I intended, reading through Daniel kind of parking in one spot for a while so I can read some background and commentaries on each section and then moving on to the next section. And multiple commentaries that I read had an interesting take on what's really going on in this passage. They say Daniel and his friends probably didn't stay away from the king's food and wine for health reasons alone. The concept of vegetarianism is a modern one. And they probably didn't stay away from the king's food because of Old Testament laws. Yes, maybe the Babylonians would have served pork, but it says they stayed away from the king's wine as well, and there was nothing that prohibited wine in the Old Testament. Here's their theory. Daniel and his friends suspected that if they threw themselves 100% into the lifestyle of the king and his nobility, it wouldn't be long before they threw themselves 100% into the lifestyle and the king of the king and nobility. Of Babylon. Babylon. This is not God's people. These are people that are opposed to God. Daniel and his friends weren't superhuman. They were just as susceptible to influences and social pressures as anyone. You notice they don't refuse to learn or serve the king. God has been known to use his people in just this way, as lights in a dark place, good influences in an otherwise evil nation. The prophet Jeremiah, speaking on God's behalf to a nation in exile, tells God's people, Be good citizens in the place that I put you, even if you've been taken there against your will. Pray for the welfare of the city. Buy land. Work hard. But while doing that, Daniel and his friends say, We need a discipline, a spiritual exercise with a physical component to remind us that this is not our real home that their gods are not our gods, that this nation is not our home. And so they choose not to eat the king's food and wine, which, let's be honest, was probably the best food they'd ever seen, smelled, or tasted. I think about myself in the same position. The king's servant brings out the steak and lobster tail with a side of fresh asparagus and wild rice with a goblet of the finest red wine you can imagine. Would I be willing to say, 
I'm going to sacrifice this food for years of my life for the sake of protecting my walk with God. Or would I say, come on, what about Christian liberty? I can accept this with thanksgiving to the glory of God. But this isn't primarily an issue of legalism or liberty. This is the issue. Is there anything I wouldn't be willing to give up for the sake of deepening and protecting my relationship with God? The Lord may very well ask you to sacrifice something that can be legitimately enjoyed by another believer. In the spiritual discipline of fasting is in essence this very thing. I give up something legitimate because I will not be mastered by anything. And in the space that this food or activity once occupied, I can commune with God. Daniel and his friends lived this out and found blessing. They found favor in the sight of the king. And I don't think we'd find anything different. Mark 10, 29 and 30 says, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now and this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. So here's our application. Let's hold our treasures loosely. The real treasure is God himself, God alone. Let's remember that this world is not our home. God may well be enjoyed through his creation, but his creation is just as commonly replacing him on the throne of our hearts. I think the, pra the practice of fasting is a good reminder that we don't live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the Lord. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this story. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the reminder that, that we are strangers here, that this is not our home, um, that we are, we are living in enemy-occupied territory, and we don't need to throw ourselves 100% into everything that's going on here, lest we give ourselves 100% to the value system of this world. God, that we would live in such a way that we are reminded that you are the treasure, that you are our goal, that you are the one that needs to have all of our hearts not anything that we could experience or taste or be a part of here on earth. So God, give us the courage to live differently than the people around us. And thank you for the reminder that this is the way of blessing, of hope, of purpose, and joy. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Church family, thank you for tuning in to Let's Talk. Have a blessed day. You are loved.